Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. ...to this day. And so we said some things. Last week I told you that we needed to make come to some agreements if we're going to be together and understand what we're talking about we had to come to some agreements number one was this that your marriage and your family matters to God you need to understand that every relationship that you're involved in whether it be your marriage relationship your parent relationship uh, friend relationship you need to understand that God is involved in that and that God cares about that if you don't understand that truth then nothing we talk about matters because then you think that God won't be involved and that he's not at work and I told you last week God is on the job. He is working on your relationships. We have our job to do, but he is also at work. The second thing I told you is that happily ever after doesn't have to be a fairy tale, but it does require hard and consistent work. Anybody ever had to work on their marriage? Uh, three of you, all right? The rest of you are lying or you're in really bad shape. Uh, 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 we, we have to work on friendships. We have to work on parent uh, and child relationships, right? Happily ever after, we think it's this fairy tale, but it's not. But, but, but to get there, you have to work hard. It doesn't just happen. I told you that if we're not careful, what we will do is we'll make the same mistake that Abraham made. And we will give our marriage and our family away. One step at a time, one, one decision at a time, one choice at a time through how we use our energy, how we use our efforts, how we apply ourselves. If we're not careful, we will give our marriage away or our family away. And what we give away one time is easier to give away the second time. But I told you the truth that, that out of that story, out of that account, we also discovered that God can and still wants to step in and give us our marriage and our family back. Even when we make bad choices, even when we make bad decisions, even when we're stupid, God can step in and restore everything that's been taken away. Anybody still believe that? Uh, okay, good. I just want to make sure. So today what I want us to do is I want us to look at another uh, uh, principle or truth that I think that in today's age, most families have either forgotten or they have ignored this truth. And because we fail to grasp this, we struggle and we fail to succeed in relationships. Now, this truth is good regardless of what kind of relationship you're in. The truth that I'm going to talk to you about today applies to marriage. It applies to friendships at school, friendships at work, work relationships. It will, reply, it will apply to any relationship. And so you've got to get this, but it is most applicable in your family. If you miss this truth, you're going to struggle in your family. So I want you, if you will, to join me in Matthew. We're going to read three passages of Scripture out of the New Testament, beginning in Matthew chapter 13. And this is going to kind of be the foundational part of what we're going to talk about. I'm just going to read the other two kind of as support so you'll kind of see what God says. Matthew chapter 13, it says this in verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy he went and sold all that he had, and he bought, now here's the important phrase, the field. Uh, Y'all didn't get that, so I'm going to read it again. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. We, we, I like this passage of Scripture. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, 
so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. In other words, you better honor your mom and dad so they don't kill you. Um, but there's, it ties to what happened in Matthew chapter 13, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. The same goes for you husbands. Be good husbands to your wives. Honor them. Delight in them. As women, they lack some of your advantages, but in the new life of God's grace, your equals, treat your wives then as equals so your prayers don't run aground. The principle that I want to say to you and teach you this morning is this. To get treasure, you have to dig through dirt. Yeah, see, uh, I want you to notice what happens in Matthew chapter 13. We're going to spend most of our time focusing on that. Matthew chapter 13, I want you to notice what, what occurs here. Uh, an individual goes out, and, and I don't know why he's in the field. I just, it, it doesn't tell us it's a parable, so I guess you can make up, the, you don't have to give all those details. But for some reason, he's out in this field, and he's digging, and, and he discovers the treasure. And I want you to notice that when he finds the treasure the bible says that he sold everything that he owned and he went and he bought the treasure no it doesn't no it says that instead what he did when he found the treasure hidden in the hill field the bible says that he went and he sold everything he had and he purchased the whole field in order to obtain the treasure that is the principle if you're going to get treasure then you are going to have to deal with the entire field yeah, see, this, this one principle, if you could ever learn this one principle, it would save you from broken hearts. I promise you. Here it is. If a person isn't willing to deal with your dirt, then you need to quit giving them access to your treasure. Yeah, so, yeah. See, uh, we, 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 if we aren't willing to deal with, with each other's field, then we need, we need to quit trying to obtain and tap into and, and, and expect their treasure to come about because you have to be willing to deal with a person's dirt in order to get to their treasure. As a leadership team, we've been listening. We listened to a 10-part series on honor based on this passage of Scripture. And we, and we learned that, that, that in order to get to what is good in people, you have to be willing to deal with what is bad in people. Modern families need to understand that we are called to be and we must be excavators. We've got to be willing to dig through, to get to the treasure that resides in your spouse and to get to the treasure that resides in your kids and to get to the treasure that resides in your friends. You've got to be willing to dig through some dirt and get your hands dirty. You've got to deal with the field. Yeah, so you don't have to, you, you can't just get the treasure. You've got to purchase the whole shooting match. That's a West Oklahoma phrase to mean you buy it all. Yeah, you have to deal with the ugly. We just want to deal with the good. But, but the reality is, is if, if we are going to get everything out of relationships that we need to get, we are going to have to deal with the ugly. We got to deal with pain. We got to deal with good days. We got to deal with bad days. We got to deal with perfect days. And we got to deal with tough days. That's part of the field. Yeah, see, some of us never experienced the treasure of our spouse and never experience the treasure of our kids and never get any treasure from our friends because we're not willing to deal with their field. We must become people who can handle dirt and become, and rather than becoming sidetracked or deterred by dirt. Some of you aren't willing to do the hard work of digging for treasure. It requires that you've got to recognize that treasure is always buried under dirt. I don't know if you found any treasure laying on the top of the ground lately, but I haven't. I got to go digging for it. 
Yeah. See, this, this whole passage in Matthew speaks to this concept of understanding worth. You have to make up your mind that the treasure that resides in your spouse, you've got to make up your mind that the treasure that resides in the relationships that you're involved in is worth the effort that you've got to go through to get to the treasure. It's all about ascribing and understanding worth because if you sell the treasure short, then you undervalue it, and if you undervalue it, you won't do the hard work of digging it out. It's quiet in here, but that's all right. Let me see if I can break it down for you. Is the counseling that your marriage needs worth it? What well, it is is if the treasure's worth it. Now, if you've made up your mind that my relationship with my spouse is not worth all this effort, then you won't go to the counseling you ought to be in. I'm preaching, y'all ain't even listening to me, but that's all right. Uh, you got to vow, if you don't value the treasure that resides in your wife, then as a husband, when things start breaking down, you'll go, man, I'm not willing to do the hard work. Go to counseling. Are you crazy? Uh, yeah, I'll ruin my people. will think it's all about worth. See, if, if um, is, we want treasure minus any work. We've got to come back to this place where we get our eye back on the prize and recognize that everything that we have to go through to pull the best out of our family, to pull the best out of our kids, to pull the best out of our friends, everything that that requires from us is worth it because the treasure is worth it. It says he sold everything he had in order to get to the treasure, but he recognized i got to buy the whole field to get to it. In other words, you've got to get all of them to get the best of them. I don't like all of them. I understand. But newsflash, they don't like all of you either. But there's this treasure inside of us. The Bible says that we contain treasure in earthen vessels trapped down inside of us, buried under flaws and buried under issues and buried under problems and buried under personalities that we don't like. There's treasure inside of us that if we would grasp this concept, we would come back to the place where we're all willing to work hard to get to the treasure. That doesn't just apply to marriage. That applies to church. See, uh, I don't like some of y'all some days. That's all right. You don't like me some days. But what I've recognized in all and each and every one of you, whether I believe it or not on some days and it's more apparent on other days, there is treasure inside of you that if we can dig through all the junk and all the stuff that drives us nuts and turns us off, there is so much treasure wrapped up inside. If I can just push through all the dirt and get to your treasure, you will bless my life and I will bless yours. you got to do that with me. Y'all weren't supposed to amen that part. See, um, you can always tell those who aren't willing to work on their families and their relationships because in, instead of moving dirt, they are moved by dirt. When something goes bad, and we don't like the attitude, we don't like the personality, we will walk away because we undervalue the treasure. See, all of us want our spouses, our spouse to be perfect. Don't you? I want my spouse to be perfect. The only problem is, they aren't. I can't get no amen. Y'all are nervous. See, here, here's here's the reality of marriage. We we want to marry. We we go into marriage thinking he's my knight in shining armor and she's my fairy tale princess. And, and then we we get into relationship 
and they don't they don't put the cap back on the toothpaste and and they they do the toilet paper the wrong way y'all know what I'm talking about and 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 they they snore and and that right the reality is is that they are your shining knight in armor and they are your fairy tale princess the only problem is is that they're covered in dirt and you got to do the hard work of digging it out see even your kids your kids have dirt y'all know that I ain't preaching nothing new there the, the issue with our kids dirt is that our kids dirt makes us want to kill them it makes us want it makes us want to disown them to give up on them right amen boy I got a lot of amens right there but but if you just focus on the dirt what you will do is you will shortchange the treasure that is inside of them and you will miss the fact that that deep within them that that's why some some of us as parents who have had kids who have made serious mistakes we can still look at them and claim and declare that they are young men and women of God because that yes they had their dirty days but they still have treasure inside of them that is worth tapping into you need to learn this truth for yourself. Some of you have blown it bad. I mean, some of you have made decisions that are so ridiculously bad that your entire life seems to be wrapped up in, in playing down that decision, and I made that mistake, and I can't. But, but you just need to come to this truth about yourself. That was one of your field days. You've got to recognize when you look at yourself in the mirror, even though you recognize that you've made a mistake and you made a bad choice and made a bad decision and it was one, not one of your better days, that deep down inside of you there is still treasure that is real. It is still a reality and God still has a plan for you. God still has purpose for you. God still has an assignment for you. And if all you ever do is look at yourself in the mirror and go, that's a field, that's a field, and you never see past the dirt of your own life and recognize that there's still treasure down inside of you, you will walk away and shortchange what God wants to do in your life. The Bible says he bought the whole field. He made the investment. If we aren't careful on the days that dirt is more evident than treasure, we will walk away. You've got to get through the vessel to get to the glory. Boy, there's truth in that, in, in relationships. See, I, I'm convinced that every relationship would work without issue if treasure was easy to see. But in most of us, treasure is very buried. buried behind bad breath and bad attitude and quick tempers and, and so what I believe that God is calling us to do again is to recognize is that we are treasure hunters we have to do the hard work of digging the Bible declares this it says he, he tells us where our treasure is our heart will be if we don't see our family, if we don't see our friends, if we don't see our co-workers as treasure, then our heart will turn to someone else or to something else. I, 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 just, I just described to you why divorce happens. We quit seeing our spouse as, as treasure, and all we spot is the dirt. And so since we no longer ascribe worth to them, then our treasure, wherever our treasure is, is where our heart is, and we will chase after another that we think is all treasure. 
But how many of you know that most of us are really good at, at trying to show like, act like we got all treasure until you get up really close and then all of a sudden their dirt becomes apparent. And all of a sudden we're going, well, wait a minute. I left them to get to you because I thought you were all treasure. You were my fairy tale princess. You were my shiny knight. And you're just like they. Because we wouldn't do the hard work of digging in our own field. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if we want our relationships to be strong, if we want our hearts to be connected to our spouse, connected to our kids, connected to our friends, then even when they act like dirt, we got to see the treasure and recognize that deep down inside of them is contained a gift that we need. So how do we unearth treasure? What causes, what, what elevates, if, if all of us have this treasure buried inside of us, if, if my spouse has treasure trapped inside of her, if my kids have treasure trapped inside of them, what do I do? How do I excavate? How do I move past all the dirt and get all that treasure to rise to the surface? What can I do to bring that to reality? Well, then I want to say to you that the trick to unearthing treasure or the key is honor. Honor unearths treasure. See if I can explain this to you. We honor in our spouse, our kids, our friends, our family, the treasure that is in them, even though it's covered by dirt. All right? So here's the truth. What you honor is drawn to you, and what you disrespect or lack honor for will withdraw from you. And so if I refuse to honor my wife, honor my kids, honor my friend, not, not the bad things about them, I honor what's good about them. If I refuse to do that, then what happens is there's a breakdown in the relationship, and they will live up to the dirt about their lives rather than the gift of the treasure of you're looking at me like I'm crazy, so let me see if I can help you here. God says that husbands should love their wives. We like that statement. Especially young folks like that statement because then when they fall in love, they look at one another and say, we don't have any money, we don't have jobs, we're still living in our grandma's basement, but, but we got love, that's all it takes. We put all this, this high regard for love, and we should. We, we would think that that's all God would need to say, just love your spouse. But God is wise, and although he tells husbands to love their wives and wives to love their husbands, it, it, it doesn't stop there. He goes one more important step that we want to dismiss. He said to the husbands, honor your wife. Well, I love her. Isn't that enough? No. In fact, I, I find it interesting that I can't find anywhere where God commands children to love their parents. Maybe I'm wrong. But I find several occurrences where he says, honor. In fact, he puts so much emphasis on it that, that he inscribes this, ascribes this kind of importance. He says, if you don't honor, you won't live long. It must be 
very important. Should should kids love it? Sure they should, but but he doesn't he doesn't say kids love your parents. He says kids honor your parents. He doesn't even say I command you to love authority. He says honor those. Are y'all getting this? There's a huge differentiation here. In other words, what he's saying is even when authority over you, you don't like all that they do, and you don't like the dirt, and you don't like the fact that they're not leading like you think they should be leading, then instead what I'm commanding you to do is look past all the dirt and honor them, and when you begin to honor them, the treasure of them, the treasure that's inside of them will rise to the top, and you will have to dismiss all the dirt to recognize that you can still get treasure in a field that you don't even like trying to help you this morning what 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 if what if the field that God has treasure in for you what if the field is is a, is a major league turnoff what if the leadership that's why I, I can't even go to church where I don't like the leaders What if, what if the leadership of a church, what if the leadership of a nation, what if the leadership at your job, what if the teachers in your class, what if you don't like them? What if their field is such a turnoff, you go, oh, man, I can't stand. But what if treasure is in them for you? Well, God didn't say love them. He said honor them. Quiet me. See, I've discovered something. I, I, I believe that Honor is the key by which we unearth treasure because I've discovered that your family will live up to what you honor about them. I've discovered that your kids will grow up into what you honor about them. Your spouse will grow into what you say about them and honor about them. You will never get treasure if you keep treating your family like dirt. See, some of you ladies in the room need to hear me this morning. You wonder why your man keeps failing to lead or step up, step up to the plate, but you won't honor the man in him. You continually neuter the spiritual authority that he's trying to operate in all week long, and then you expect him to step up into spiritual leadership when you need direction and insight, and he doesn't, and you can't figure out why. I got news for you this morning. How can he be a man if you continue to treat him like a little boy? Some of you men men need to understand that you can't expect your wife to be a queen if you treat her like a maid all week long. I'm going to get real blunt. You can't expect her to make love if all you do is want to talk, all she hears all week long is hate. Come on now. Let's be real. That's about honor. We unearth the treasure in one another through honor. Some of you are only getting dirt because that is all you see. And you, your honor level indicates and dictates what you will unearth in people. Here's a truth that I've taught you before. It's called the, the law or the, the, the rule of celebration. And it says this, what you fail to recognize, you fail to celebrate. And what you fail to celebrate will eventually exit your life. And some of you, what is happening is your spouse and your kids and your friends are slowly exiting your life because you don't recognize the treasure in them. Therefore, you fail to celebrate or honor them. And therefore, honor is missing and they exit slowly. Honor releases treasure. I, I was thinking, you can go back and read the, the account. It's one, one of those passages that I often think about. You can go back and read the account of David's marriage to Michael. Michael 
uh, you will remember, was Saul's daughter. We think, we, we automatically fast forward, those of you that have spent any time in the Word want to fast forward to where Michael sees, and I'm going to go there, but where Michael sees David dancing when the Ark of the Covenant comes back in and she despises him, right? We automatically jump. But you need to back up first and recognize that the Bible tells us that Michael, in fact, loved David. In fact, she loved David so much that in the very beginning of their relationship that Saul tried to get Michael to fool David so that Saul could sneak up on him and kill him in their home. But the Bible says that Michael literally lied to her own father and deceived her own father to protect David. See, we forget all that. She loved him. But then something happened. You know the story on the way back into town. He's carrying the, he's got the Ark of the Covenant. It's been gone for uh, several years. And, and all of a sudden he's rejoicing and he's overcome by worship. And he, he strips down to his linen ephod and he dances. And Michael is apparently standing on a balcony somewhere and sees him. And she despises him. Y'all remember that? It says it like this. Michael saw David and despised him because he danced before the Lord. I find it interesting that the term used in that word that for that word they're despised is a word it's an odd word it, it's three letters b and then a, a mark and z a bizarre i guess is how you'd say it i don't know but but it is rendered and translated as the word despised but the basic meaning of that word is this to accord little worth to something then it goes on and, and, and the definition says while this action may or may not include avert feelings of contempt or scorn it indicates that the very act of un it indicates the very act of undervaluing something or someone and it implies contempt lack of honor she loved David in the beginning but now, years later, she sees him worshiping the Lord with all of his heart and something takes place where she no longer sees the treasure in him. Therefore, she, she bizarres him. She despises him. She lacks honor. She holds him in contempt. And you know the story. Because she refused to honor David, the Bible says that their, mar their marriage is marked by distance. And In fact, it goes on and says that she is barren the rest of her days now maybe that's a coincidence I don't want to take license of scripture but I, I just bring you to modern families how many of our families are marked by distance and barrenness and I'm not talking about having babies I'm, I'm talking about no fruit no treasure because we lack honor trying to help you this morning. I'm trying to give you a key to make your wife the best wife in the entire land. I'm, I'm trying to help you to make that bum of a husband of yours rise up and, and take, take the spiritual leadership of your home. I'm trying to help you as parents to help you to help your kids elevate so that they will become all that. I'm trying to help you in friendship. If you would learn to honor them Honor what's good about them. Honor the, you've got to push past all the dirt and say, even with all that dirt inside of you, I see that there's, a, there's, there's something good. There's a gift. There's a treasure. And I'll buy the whole field. And I'll honor what's good about And when you begin to honor one another, treasure will rise up. I, I, can, I can bring that to you in one other account, and then I'll stop. It's, 
It's the passage of Malachi chapter 2, beginning in verses 13 and 14. I want you to listen very carefully what God says. He's responding to a group of men, and he addresses them. I want you to see what he says. He says, and this is the second thing you do. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying. So they're praying. I mean, they're, they're having, these guys are having prayer meetings. They're, they're, they're spending time. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears and weeping and crying. So he does not regard the offering anymore nor receive it with goodwill from your hands. Even though they're crying, even though they're snotting, even though they're, they're doing all, I mean, they're trying as hard as they can to get into his presence. He says, I won't receive your offerings anymore. And he says this. They, the men say, for what reason? Why, God? We're, we're faithfully pursuing you. We're faithfully offering you. God, why in the world wouldn't you? And he answers. And he says this. He says, because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously. Listen to what he says. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. In other words, he's saying to them, because you lack honor for her, I won't receive any of your offerings, and I won't listen to your prayers. That's severe right there now. That is brutal. That's today. How many of us cover the altar with prayer and how many of us cover the altar with worship and how many of us cover the altar with effort and energy and we still don't hear back from God and we wonder God where are you why aren't you listening to me why aren't you healing me why aren't you touching my life why could the answer be the same because I saw how you treated your wife when she didn't do what you wanted her to do and I saw how you treated your husband when he was acting like a field and you couldn't see the treasure and your family by covenant but there's no honor I'm telling you that your marriage would be stronger if you would begin to honor your spouse I hope you love them but there's a deeper level honor on the days I can't love my wife I can still honor. On the days I don't like my kids, I can still honor. On the days I don't like you, and you don't like me, we can still treat each other with honor. And when we learn that lesson, what I believe happens is dirt opens up. And because we've come to this place where we're willing to buy the whole field, we find treasure see we're called to be treasure hunters that's who we are that's why Julie and I make a practice every so often we'll ask our boys who are you when we, we ask them until they answer they know the answer and I've told you the answer before but I just want to remind you there are days that when they repeat this answer I know they're not even living up to what they're saying but I just convinced that I can continue to ask them, who are you, and expect them to answer, a mighty man of God, even when they, it looks like they're covered by dirt. 
because I'm not after their dirt, I'm after their treasure. And some of you need to learn back to go back and honor and help and serve and treat them with respect and care. Your honor will always unearth treasure. How do you honor? You honor in your actions. You honor with your facial expressions. You honor by making sure that you make provision for them. You honor them with your touch. You honor them with how you speak. You honor them with your attitude. You honor them with everything about about yourself. And when you do that, treasure comes to the top. So this morning, I, I just need you to understand that whoever you're sitting by right now, whether you're in a marriage relationship, dating relationship, friendship relationship, what you're really sitting next to is a big old pile of dirt. But if I could ever get you to understand that sitting next to you right now, this is why God puts us in a body. There is something inside of the one sitting next to you that you would discover is treasure if you could ever get over their dirt. I want you to stand with me this morning. Here's how I want us to do this this morning. If you're here with your family, I want you to get with them. If, if they're sitting in a different part of the sanctuary, I want you to move to your family. If, if you're not married or your family's not here, I just want you to group up with those sitting around you, standing around you. Because this is true in any type of relationship. It's, it's true in marriage. It's true in family. It's true in friends. It's true in congregations. Come on, we're going to pray together, but before we do that, we got to make this declaration. I don't even know the person I'm standing next to. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. We have to come to the place. We're out of our mouth. Not just words. Out of our mouth comes truth that we begin to live up to. And so what I want us to do is, before we pray, I want you to, and I'm going to do this with Julia, I just want you to turn and Say whoever you're connected with, I honor you. I honor the treasure. Come on, tell them. Maybe you ought to say this to them, even on your dirty days. Father, this morning, us to honor. God, we, we've forgotten the truth as families. We've forgotten the truth as friends. We even forget the truth as members of a congregation, a body. To get to treasure, you have to be willing to deal with the deal. And so, Father, this morning, the folks around us that we're connected to right now, it's not like they're perfect. They have some really dirty days. But God, inside of them, there's treasure. 
There is a treasure that is worth selling everything we own to obtain. God, I pray this morning we would begin once again to learn the law and the the responsibility of honor. And even on the days when we can't look at one another and, and declare love, we can look at each other and honor one another. And honor would dictate how we treat one another. Honor would begin to dictate how we speak to one another. Honor would dictate how we treat one another. We would begin to do the hard work of pushing dirt aside to get to that gift. God, I pray that this would be a congregation of people that are treasure hunters. When people walk into this fellowship that are extremely dirty, that have a, a history that they themselves may be ashamed of, I pray that this would be a body that would look past all the flaws and all the hurts and all the pain and we would begin to see treasure. Father, I pray that also for each individual standing in this house that got up this morning and looked at the mirror and didn't like what they saw. They remind themselves on a regular basis, you've blown it. You've messed it up. You've made decisions that you will suffer for for the rest of you. God, I pray that when all that accusation begins to flow into their life, they would be able to peer deeply into their spirit and recognize that they are treasure and that you have not given up on them. So, Father, this morning I bless my folks. And I pray that this would be an honor-filled week. And I pray that as they go through their week this week, as they have interaction with family and friends and co-workers, that they would find themselves more patient with dirt and more willing to push for treasure. They would get that thing unearthed. And it would impact their lives and those around them. Connect us that strongly, I pray. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Pastor Woody. You may be seated for just a moment. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.